How's it going today, guys? Hot Takes with TP3 coming in at you again for our third episode this week. Today is Wednesday, uh, March 28th, 2018, and I know I promised I was going to do two podcasts yesterday, but I thought those takes yesterday were kind of hot, so I just wanted to let them sink in. But I'm coming at y'all now with a pretty big MLB preview. Tomorrow I'll have my pre my uh, predictions on everything else around the league. But today my first prediction is the Cy Young Award winners for next year. And I picked Kershaw and Kluber. I know y'all are thinking, oh, you picked both the favorites from both sides. But if you think about it, both teams have really good hitting. I mean, the Indians have Jose Ramirez. They have um, Lindor. They have a couple other guys who can hit the ball pretty well. So I feel like Kluber will be getting the run support there that he needs. And same thing with Kershaw. I mean, he's got Seager, Bellinger, um, Justin Turner, uh, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna keep going down the list, but he's got a lot of good hitters in that lineup. That y'all know, and y'all we know what the Dodgers can do. They went to the World Series last year, so I mean, both these t- pitchers are gonna get a lot of run support. So on nights that they're struggling, they'll get picked up by their run support, and on nights that their hitting is struggling, then they'll give them the support they need by going deep in the game. So I really think if these two guys stay healthy, that they're shoe ins to win the Cy Young once again. For MVP, I picked Trout. I just feel like he's like the LeBron James of baseball. I mean, the guy's an absolute stud, five-tool player. He's fast. He is amazing tracking of balls. Like, you see him go up and rob people at home runs nightly. I mean, the guy's a human highlight reel, just like LeBron and Giannis. So, he's like them of baseball. I just don't see any way that he doesn't win it. Kid's so talented. I mean, he barely he missed so much time last year, and you all saw what he did even with missing all that time. Then I'm going to have to go with a little bit of a sleeper here, and that's Corey Seager. I just feel like the MVP of the NL is going to have to come with the team that gets the number one seed in the NL, and I think the Dodgers are by far the best team in the NL. They have experience. They have pitching. They have a lot of hitting, a lot of good fielders. I just think they're a loaded team up and down, and I think the Dodgers will be the best team in the NL, so there's a little bonus prediction for you all right there. Dodgers best team in the NL, so I'm picking Corey Seager as the MVP. I think it's his time to have a breakout year. He's just got to stay healthy, and he'll keep killing the ball like he did last year. A player I think y'all really need to watch out for is Ronald Acuna of the Braves. And I'm not just saying that because he's a Braves player. I mean, this kid's our number one prospect, and I'm pretty sure ESPN even gave him the grade as the number one prospect in this class. I mean, he's a five-tool player. Uh, he can do everything pretty much that you need him to do when it comes to fielding or batting. I mean, during spring trading, when I get notifications about all my teams and what's going on in their games, I would get daily, every single time the Braves would be playing a spring training game, be like, Ronald Acuna singled, three people scored, Ronald Acuna homered, two people scored. So all kinds of stuff. I mean, he hit over 400 in spring training. The Braves are currently working on getting a deal with him. Now I saw yesterday a $30 million, he turned down a $30 million offer. It didn't say how many years was on there, so we don't know if we offered him one year $30 million or five years $30 million or what, but we'll get that deal done soon, and he'll be up here playing in the bigs very, very soon. So, I mean, big things to watch out for from him. I mean, if I were y'all, he's just going to be a fun player to watch for a long time ahead, and I really think he could be one of the top ten players in baseball. So the Braves have themselves a complete stud right there with Acuna. Um <clears throat> Also about the Braves, I still think that we're probably a year or two out in the rebuilding process. I know a lot of people think we're going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, y'all are just foolish. We don't have any kind of pitching. I mean, our pitching is going to have to pick up. Is either going to have to be amazing this year or we're going to have to pick up a lot more. So, I mean, I think the pitching still a good ways out, but all our good prospects are hitters. So, I mean, I think these hitters will come up and be ready to hit the ball. And you can buy yourself a new rotation. So, I mean, we can go out and spend the money on that. I'm not really worried about that for Braves or Braves country. 
So I, I'm still looking forward to this season. I'm going to watch a lot of games, go to a lot of games. It's just fun watching the Bravos. There's nothing like some good Braves baseball and a beer. So got to love that. But up next, we'll talk about a little Brewers action here. Brewers are my sleeper team this year. They were a lot better than people think last year. And they added uh, Christian Yelich and... Um, for, and Lorenzo Kane, and they even added a couple pitchers doing already solid rotation. So, I mean, I really think the Brewers could be that wild card team to win the NL Central or to get to the postseason as a wild card. I just think they're a great team. I mean, I think Domingo Santana is going to have a great season. There's another name for you all to watch out for, Domingo Santana. He hit the ball really well for them last year, and I think he'll only continue to hit the ball better this year. I just think that this Brewers team is a team that could really make a run, and I'm really looking forward to see what they do. I think the Cardinals and Cubs are good. The Cubs could end up winning the division, but I mean the Brewers are going to be right there behind them. So looking for big things out of Milwaukee this season. Tomorrow I'll have for y'all all my predicted division winners, my World Series winner, I mean my uh, playoff winners, all that good stuff. So I got a lot more predictions coming for y'all tomorrow and a little bit more of a preview once again. So we'll keep hammering MLB. I'm real excited for opening day tomorrow. So be ready for that. Now let's change the subject and move over to Atlanta again. And now let's talk about the Hawks. And first off, I kind of have a I come up with a little offseason plan for the Hawks. The Hawks are my favorite pro sports team, so I think about the Hawks a lot. I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to hear about them because they're the laughing stock of the league. I don't know if y'all saw, but there's this thing called Twitch where you can record yourself playing video games. And Ben Simmons was doing was tw- on Twitch last night with Carl Anthony Towns, and they were making fun of the fact that that Cat wanted to get off and not play games, but he was playing the Hawks tomorrow. So I mean, that did not feel good at all, but. Things just keep getting worse before they get better. I don't know if y'all saw that one story, but we're being sued for white racism. I mean, that's never a good thing right there to be getting sued for racism. Then on top of that, uh, Dennis Schroeder could possibly get a felony charge for that little involvement he had at the beginning of the season. I think he was suspended for like one or two games for it. So, I mean, you don't really know what's going to happen there either. I assume this will be handled like... Felony charges are charges get handled with every single professional athlete. In other words, they get swept under the table and they're good to go after they pay a little bit of money. So hopefully that's what happens here for Dennis because, I mean, he's a valuable asset for us moving forward, whether he's playing or whether he's traded, which I think we should trade him. But that leads to my offseason plan for us. So first off, we need to keep our pick, which hopefully will be in the top five. We need to stop winning freaking games, man. Like, we got to stop winning these games. We need this top five pick, but... On top of keeping that top five pick, that gives us a pretty good player right there. Then we need to get rid of Dennis Schroeder. I mean, I like Schroeder, but I just think that, yes, I can look at him from the perspective that he has nobody around him this season. He gets all the defensive attention. He has to put up with everything, but I just really am not a big fan of Dennis. I don't think he can get us to championship level. And what's the point of making the playoffs if you can't win a championship? I mean, that's why we're rebuilding the first time. So what's the point of keeping him around? We got to ship him out somewhere. And I think we should swap him. The Hawks also own the Timberwolves and the Rockets pick, which I hope the T-Wolves keep sucking and get that eight spot as long as Jimmy Butler stays out. So in reality, the Hawks really should trade Dennis and these two other picks and try to get a top 10 pick. Now, if that doesn't work out, we should trade Dennis and the Rockets pick for a top 15 pick or package together both the picks to move into the top 15. So, I mean, there's a lot of franchise-changing players we can get there. We could get ourselves like a Trey Young and Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, we could get ourselves Mikel Bridges and a big man. There's a lot of big men to be had. So, we can stack our team up with another big man 
and get us a point guard or get us a wing and a point guard or a wing and a big man. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do here if you're the Hawks and get a lot more young talent. Plus, getting rid of Dennis makes us bad so we can keep tanking on and on and on. It makes us substantially worse having more younger talent that'll give the younger talent more time to survive. But I think if we are able to move up and get these two top 15 picks or top 10 picks, I think... We should sign Jabari Parker to a two-year max deal to see if he can develop more and stay healthy. I mean, Jabari Parker's a guy we saw average 20, average 20 a game that one year he was healthy. So, I mean, Parker can obviously play, guys. I mean, we saw him at Duke. He's a highly coveted prospect. He was number two overall pick in the NBA draft. Like, Jabari Parker's the real deal when it comes to scoring the ball. And I really think the Hawks should pay him this contract. And we could maybe potentially bring in one of these players that develops into a superstar. I know a lot of teams talk about this, and I personally love it, where you get young talent like a guy like Parker who's been plagued with injuries or not getting enough playing time and you let them develop to see what they can be and I think it's what you got to do to get better I mean the Celtics did it with Isaiah Thomas I mean we see all kinds of teams do it where they give players like this contracts and they develop into better players so I think it's the best move out there for the Hawks and we'll see what happens there but I mean pretty much all these prospects that I've been ranting about for weeks and weeks have been going to the draft so I really would like to get two of them in the top 10 to 15 range preferably the top 10 though I mean we could change our whole franchise with two of those kids in the top 10 and Jabari Parker so I don't know what y'all think give me a little feedback tweet at me let me know what y'all think about this move let me know if y'all got any ideas because I mean I love talking Hawks so just, just let me know I'd love to talk it but Last thing I want to touch on is one more Atlanta team on this podcast. I really wanted to hammer the Atlanta teams. I hadn't hammered them in about a month, so it was time overdue. But a big big uh, headliner yesterday was the Falcons have been having kick returning problems. So we're putting the speedster Marvin Hall back there, Justin Hardy, and Reggie Davis. Now, Hardy is our pretty much number four receiver. He's good on special teams as a gunner and as a little bit as a returner. But personally, I'm going to agree with the yardage locks on this one. I don't think we should put any of these guys back there, and I think we should use Tevin Coleman Tico as our returner. I mean, Coleman is so explosive when he gets the ball in his hands. I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen us just throw him a little pass. He makes one man miss, and he hits the edge, and he's just gone. I mean, it's the same thing with him running the ball, too. You hand the ball off to him, he gets to the edge, he beats the whole team down the edge, he's gone. We saw it against the Panthers two seasons ago where we put him on ice for the rest of the game. I mean, I think you got to give Tico the ball and let him get to the edge. He's the kind of guy who can change a game for you on the edge, so... I personally think it's a good move. I don't know why we're not doing it, Falcons. It makes too much sense. I mean, yeah, he does risk getting injured, but he's not even your number one running back. I mean, yeah, you want to keep him healthy so you can have that change of pace back, but why not let him affect and impact the game as many ways as possible? And especially if we're not going to re-sign him to a contract, I mean, may as well let him affect the game in all places possible. But we'll see what happens there. I think it'd be the best move. I hope you're listening to this Dan Quinn and Falcons organization. So please make that move. I doubt it'll happen, but hey, we'll see, man. You can always hope. So now that I'm doing these everyday podcasts, I've decided to start a little segment at the end, and it's called Lightning Round, where I just talk real, real quick about three little headlines, and I'm going to start this lightning round off with Chris Mack from Xavier. He made the change over to Louisville. I mean, I think it's a great move for him. He's going to be over the ACC, better recruiting than he's going to be getting at Xavier at Louisville. Obviously, one of the more storied programs. I mean, better competition the ACC. The ACC's where that for basketball. They're basically the SEC of basketball. Honestly, they might be a little bit better for basketball and football comparisons, but we'll not get into that. But I just think it's a great move by Louisville and a great move for Chris Mack to expand his brand and bring Louisville back to the program that they were under Patino. Um, the second thing I want to talk about in lightning round is LeBron D. Wade rematch. I mean, the, the Cavs played awful last night. They got their butts kicked, but it was kind of funny to see D. Wade block LeBron twice. 
I don't know if there's any bad blood there, but I think D-Wade got to settle it all in those two blocks. So I thought that was kind of funny. I know Miami always likes getting revenge on LeBron, and it made it a little more sweet for D-Wade last night after getting traded by them. The second-round pick to Miami. But the last thing I'm going to hit on in lightning round is Damian Lillard. And that is because, Damian Lillard, you deserve so much more talk than you're getting. I mean, you're a shoe-in for the first-team All-NBA guard. I mean, you whooped Anthony Davis's ass last night, and everyone says, oh, Anthony Davis is ahead of Damian Lillard in the MVP vote. Well, I hate to break it to y'all, but Damian Lillard's doing things that nobody does. I mean, you take Damian Lillard off the team, what are you left with? C.J. McCollum and Nurkic. I mean, that team is pretty much the equivalence to the Suns. Nurkic didn't even start on the Nuggets when they got him in. C.J. McCollum is pretty much a worse version of Devin Booker, and Devin Booker is on the Suns right now, and they can barely win any games now. They do hold him out all the time when he gets hurt, but still, like, C.J. McCollum is just a straight ISO-scoring offensive player. Don't get me wrong, love watching the kid play. He can hoop, but he can't do it by himself, that's for sure. And I just think Lillard deserves a lot more talk than he's been getting. I mean, he's pretty much the hottest player in the league this whole second half of the season. I mean, you can't ignore what Harden's doing and give him the MVP over Harden, but he's leading a team basically built around himself with pretty much only him as the only option to the third seed right now in the West. So I think he deserves a lot more acknowledgement for what he's doing, and he deserves to be the second in the MVP vote and he deserves to be the first-team All-NBA guard with Harden side-by-side. So just a little food for thought there. I hope y'all keep talking about Lillard and give him the promotion he needs. I mean, this is a guy who's starting to blow up now, and he deserves to blow up more than he already is. So good looks there. Well, this concludes today's podcast, guys. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Tomorrow I got for y'all my final MLB preview, a couple more storylines, and a little more lightning round at the end. So hope y'all enjoyed it.